Let's spread a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me today are two returning guests although one hasn't been on in a while uh they are both the hosts of not my fantasy podcast and they are two-thirds of glee boot it's cullen callahan and hannah sylvester everyone hello so happy to be on another podcast with killer theme music (laughs) (laughs) and we're doing an epic crossover event with our podcasts where we're talking about the Disney classic Hercules. Yes, I called it a classic. Everyone can. It's a classic. It. it fits as a classic. Yeah, it's it's almost 30. It's a classic. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 1997. Yes. So that is what? Not even. That's 26 years ago at this point. Yeah. 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 That sounds right. Quick math, everyone. We're good. We're, the brain cell is working. Yes. The yes. screenplay is by Ron Clements, John Musker, Donald McEnery, Bob Shaw, and Irene Michi. There's also, if you look on IMDb, there's like 20 names that are credited for the story itself. That's um, just how animated films are developed. It's so really wild. Uh, yeah. The music is by the one and only Alan Menken. Lyrics by David Zippel. It's directed by Ron Kalamitz and John Musker. And according to IMDb, the son of Zeus and Hera is stripped of his immortality as an infant and must become a true hero in order to reclaim it. That's roughly the plot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that happens. Uh, I mean, it's better. Disney Plus has some pretty, for the animated movies, their synopses are so bad, like their taglines, because they know, like, you know what this is. Like, we're yeah. not explaining Little Mermaid or Hercules to you. Like, <laughs> we know you know what it is. So, uh, we're, with our podcasts, we are, go- like I said, we're doing a crossover. Um, so, on Not My Fantasy, We'll get more into the mythology of everything. Uh, we may touch upon it here with this discussion, however it yeah. goes, but we're not going to focus too much on it. No. But, but spoiler alert, this movie does not follow any of the mythology. Yeah, if if you want, you know, our kind of stick on Not My Fantasy is we talk about the lore that inspired the movie and then the movie. So all over on Not My Fantasy, we talked about the lore of Hercules as a story and we ran through the plot of the movie and talked about like the characters and the character arcs yes. uh, but we left out a very important especially for this movie part of the conversation yeah which is the music yes oh, my god so uh I would I'd want to take a step back though and I mm-hmm. and if you're listening to, to both episodes of Life's but a song and not my and we hope you do you get the we whole hope, yeah. picture you you do but you're gonna hear this twice so yeah i grew up with this movie and it's a rare thing on my podcast to talk about a movie that i'm like emotionally attached to because i was the target audience i was uh 97 i was nine when this movie came out so i was right there and did you grow up with this movie are you a late in lifer did you watch it just for these podcasts what's what, what what's the story 
I know I had seen this movie as a kid because why else would I have those McDonald plates? Like <laughs> they're literally, I had Zeus and I had Hercules. I washed them a thousand times. Like I had them. And there are parts of the movie I definitely remembered watching it, you know, a few years ago and then watching it now. It's like, I know I had seen it, but it just, it didn't super resonate with me. Yeah. I did not see it till I was closer to uh, like 12, I think. It was part of me soft launching my mythology era. Uh, I remember asking to watch it as a kid and not being allowed to. Partially because of the paganism, I think. Though I think also my mom was like, it was more like a directive from my dad because my mom would be like, haven't we seen Hercules? Because she would mix Hercules up with the Prince of Egypt. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. My lady, those are two very different movies. Very different (laughs) movies. But she was like, they're both swords and sandals epics with a male lead. And Uh, musicals. And musicals. Uh, Both with banger music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's so let's get now into the music because we we tried <laughs> so spoiler hard. alert spoiler <laughs> alert because this episode I think is coming up before yours. We tried so hard not to delve deep into it. So mm-hmm. I know this is in my core, but uh, so I guess this is more for Hannah first because mm-hmm. she doesn't remember it as a kid, but like when the music played were you like oh right i remember these i could hum the tune or something yeah so zero to hero for sure but it was funny listening to go the distance i suddenly remembered that in the high school choir we sang that song and i was like i know i've seen this movie but i don't know if i've seen it but i know this song i hear it and i know it and i sang it i was like i know this uh, so yeah, those were the two that probably mostly stand out to me. I was going to be like, did you do Go the Distance as a medley with the song about the meteor killing the dinosaurs? <laughs> but that was no. middle school choir. The, so no, that was elementary school. And it was like choir, just, just like music class. Uh, but yeah, fun fact, there was a song about <laughs> the meteor killing the dinosaurs and it was, you should, but I don't remember what it's called. You should definitely look it up. It's wild. Listeners, if trauma. you trauma, <laughs> it's not called trauma. But listeners, no. if you know what this meteor killing I want to say it's called is, the meteor. Interesting, because you and sent us just, a link at one point of it. You found, yeah, it. Oh, one of okay. my friends had listened to Gleeboot where I had mentioned it, and she sent me the link. She goes, "I found it because she and I went to high school, and we actually know each other since." childhood uh i want to say it's just called the meteor and there were kids like whisper singing it's terrifying (laughs) and then there's like an explosion at the end because you may remember us from talking about glee when life's put a song did the glee series because we are also oh john already mentioned that yes i did yes yeah so like we get the gospel truth which I really only know the first part personally because Mm -hmm. that's the i think that's like the meme of this you know right yeah because the other two parts of it i feel like are more story driven but like the first one is the one that like i i feel like if i ever i i I never listened to disney radio but if i did i feel like it would be on there that of the yeah yeah because i remember because i used to radio 
The other two are like dirt, not dirges, but like they're like that kind of gospel music where it's like sad and dramatic. There is a term mm. for it that is escaping my brain. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I, I understand. Yes. Yeah. I believe it is a dirge. Okay. <laughs> I think you're right when you call yeah. it that. Because then the next one that happens is Go the Distance, which is the Alan Menken staple of an I Want song. Yeah, I think I think Go the Distance is it's the perfect song for a choir because it is so vague. It is <laughs> compared yes. to if you compare part of your world where Ariel has these very concrete wants, you know, Belle does have kind of vague wants too. Pocahontas, it's like a little like, okay, she wants freedom. But the go the distance, they really I think this might be we talked about in Not My Fantasy that we have I have some issues with the character of Hercules and his arc. And I yes. feel like it's because I think his want is a good starting want, but it needed to be for the song a little more defined. Mm. At it. And I just think for Alan Menken, someone who's written a bajillion amazing I want songs, I don't think Go the Distance is top tier for me. I'm sorry. I know people, but like <laughs> it's no out there. You know, it's... You're right. You're, you're, I understand. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like it's, it's bad. A... I'm not like, oh, this is trash. It's just, you know. <laughs> right, but if you were to list all of the Renaissance, Disney Renaissance, yeah. I want songs, like this is probably like middle to bottom. Yeah, like right? it does not beat Reflection, you know, it does not beat Just Around the River Bend. Because like part of your world is number one yeah. in my book. Yeah, The ultimate. Um, the the ultimate because it she literally says i want to be where the people yeah. are and so in this one you understand it's the i want song for hercules or heracles however you want it <laughs> yeah <laughs> for the people pushing up their glasses right now yeah um but yes i could see that this is like i feel like this is the one that they they may have been like let's market this to elementary schools to sing or we're going to sell the yeah. show to this mm-hmm. to me it's the safest song in the movie because yeah. the movie has this gospel style because Menken was like you know the, the divine you know he associated with like gospel and the muses yeah. remind me of Alan Menken and Howard Ashman's work in Little Shop of Horrors with mm-hmm. like the the, oh, the, the girls the on the yeah that like it kind of narrates sing and I, so I think that's the muses and their like music and the gospel is like to me one of the most fun parts of Hercules. Yeah. And Go the Distance is more traditional Disney, but I actually really love when you see the title Hercules, you get this guitar riff. I'm like, I wish the song sounded like that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that would have been bad, but no. Yeah. Um and then you get one last hope, which uh, that's the one skip. I that's yeah, skip. <laughs> But, like, what did you think, though, of the training montage itself? I liked when they did the the pose from Karate Kid. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I mean, talking about it in terms of, like, the story, it it doesn't really add much. It just kind of is like, okay, he somewhat refines yeah. his skills, but we already know he's strong. And, you know, we don't see him eating a lot because that's what he needed. He just needed to beef up. Yeah, so. It's- it's more know. of a trope than like a real montage because we know yeah. workout montages from movies like this, like, like athlete kid. movies, like Karate Kid and Rocky. So it's like hearkening back to that, but Hercules is already super strong. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need 
to work out. Yeah, because this isn't. Is it Rocky Four where he runs up the steps and does? Oh, that's the, Rocky dinner? One. Or is that the first one? I don't. Remember. Yeah, so. I've only seen the first one. So and that's so, the steps. And like, I saw the Veggie Tale spoof. <laughs> at least with that, with Rock, the Rocky running up the steps, that tr- that is a training montage because he's like yeah. starting from bare like basics yeah. to yes. now being like, I did, I can run up the stairs, I can punch meat and everything. Her- yeah. Hercules starts out strong. ridiculously strong. Yeah. <laughs> and he does need to learn the finesse that's harder to portray in a montage. It they kind of portrayed a little with the how he like throws the swords and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it might have but... worked better with the song uh finesse by Bruno Mars and Cardi B. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um but also like the the montage is really just about Phil's idea of what a hero is. And him just learning that. Yeah, which I wish the movie had done more with. With and then like, it's like Phil oh, actually, as an that's inadequate wrong. mentor. Yeah. Because yeah. it kind of does, but I wish I had explored that more. I mean, this movie's only an hour and a half. Like, we have to. I know. And as we said, they spent way too much time on Hades in the prologue. And so it's like, it w- I don't need like 20 more scenes. I need like five more Hercules scenes. And that would just kind of fill out his arc. Oh, by the way, full disclosure, everyone, we've already recorded the Not My Fantasy episode, <laughs> yeah. so we're going to be referencing it. Probably. Yeah, these so episodes are listen. designed to be <laughs> to be listened co-listened as to. One, you know, you can listen to you can listen to them separately, or like you want to listen to them together to get the full picture. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Colin, you were saying though that "Go the Distance" is like the outlier song and the w- one that is traditional this i feel like one last hope is the one that like comes out of nowhere yeah it just doesn't have like a what's the style what kind of song is it because like like you get with the muses you get the gospel yeah uh go the distance and i won't say i'm in love they kind of go together and i won't Mm -hmm. say i'm in love is like a little r&b yeah yeah which is a a bop yeah and like go the distance though it, you, your classic people, disney classic disney you know the song but like one last hope man first of all danny devito mm. <laughs> i mean yeah. i wonder have is one last hope gonna make it into the stage adaptation because i could see them cutting it um i like can find they out. cut a guy like you from the hunchback one which worked Oh, interesting. Because they, they cut the concept of the, the gargoyles are replaced with like saint statues he talks to. Uh, because it's a darker, they're taking, it's a darker adaptation. Interesting. So that song didn't fit, though it was in the original German stage adaptation. But so I could see for Hercules, like ditching One Last Hope and going with like a more fun gospel, yeah. like, or R&B, just like training montage song. One last, okay, wait a second. Hold on. So in the, so this is a good little segue yeah i mean we'll get back to the rest of the songs but hercules um so far it has been turned into a stage show it premiered at the delacorte theater in central park in august 2019 and then in 2023 it happened at paper mill playhouse in new jersey which is usually where shows do they're out of town and then they just hop on over to the broadway Mm -hmm. um so in the Delacorte, they had One Last Hope. 
Did it make it to Jersey? It made it to Jersey. Wow. Okay. Oh. It's, it, I'm seeing a reprise. Oh, no. <laughs> they well, added so, more. Well, obviously, they had to add more. Um, well, they added yeah. more One Last Hope. <laughs> yeah, I wanted <laughs> more other That's my stuff. problem. Yeah. So, oh, so what they do in in the paper mill version in act two they have a duet happening where it's a re two reprises it's one last hope and go the distance i'm kind of here for this though okay not knowing anything about it i'm kind i'm kind of intrigued yeah i'm excited for this cast album i'm i'll be a listen in I mean, they had to add songs, obviously. Oh, always, yeah. Um, like the Fates get a song I'm singing. Uh, Fun. Hades. Oh, Hades gets to sing finally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There is. You know what? Now that I say that, and I see your face had a Hades doesn't have a villain song in this movie. No, That's yeah. crazy. There is no poor unfortunate souls. There is no be prepared. There, there is no Hellfire. I think they shot their load on Hellfire, though, which mm. happened right yeah. before this movie. Right. Interesting. That's so wild. But he's I'm still see- a somewhat of a pretty effective villain, and he's still pretty iconic with even without the song. Pretty, yeah. You know, we're coded without the big musical number being like, "I'm here." He has a song in the musical called "Cool Day in Hell." where he sings it with pain, panic, and the fates. Okay. You know, I want to see if the cast, if there is a cast album, because I fucking want to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing a character named Despina gets two lullabies. I'm like, who's yes! Despina? <laughs> uh, Love that. Anyway, back to the movie. The, the music in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zero to Hero is an, is another montage mm-hmm. where the music I think is amazing. Oh it's yeah. Really it's really carrying. So yeah. yeah. Yes. Zero to hero. Burr, burr. Yeah. Like effortlessly carrying because it's very good. Yeah. yeah. And like you get the muses and they're they're wailing. So okay. I'd I love wanna... to see this live on stage. <laughs> like when I hear I'm like that like the energy must be so fun. I want to, I'm going to say something that Cullen said in Not My Fantasy, which if you're listening to this first, you're going to hear it first here. Ha ha. <laughs> but it blew my mind when he said this too. The Muses were the first Black characters in a Disney animated movie since Fantasia, which was out in the 40s. And was very racist depiction. And was very racist depiction. So the fact that you have five women of color as like the bops, like they get the bops. They're the ones yeah. that are propel the story a lot as yeah. narrators and everything. I, I have like a conflicting emotions about it. Cause I'm just like, well, they're great, but like Disney, it took you 50 years, 40, 30 years or whatever to mm-hmm. finally have characters of color as, as like, main singers and everything yeah i mean i I can't tell you which one's which to save my life and that's the thing too like they have they are named after the muses because you you see uh 
uh Cleo. Cleo, and you see uh Tripsickery, and you see the all the, all their names listed yeah. with their character with the voice actors, but like none of them go, Hey Cleo, take the lead in this one or whatever. Yeah. They're sort of nameless. Yes. And like you can kinda guess if you know the mythology. Mm. Which and not my fantasy, mm-hmm. Colin does talk more we'll about, talk about, about, yeah. talk about it. But I don't know. Sometimes there's sometimes like I like the Easter egg of it all, but sometimes I need to be spoon fed things like names. <laughs> I like to know the names. The names, yeah. yeah. The muses, though, I love. I think it was a meme where someone was like, "People like, oh, I want Morgan Freeman to narrate my life," and someone was like, "I want the muses from Hercules <laughs> to be like yes. out bops about me." Yeah. Yes, especially especially the the little one who the little curvy one who's yeah. Getting- I'm oh. so, uh, she's she's says more like Huncules. She wants to make some sweet, <laughs> sweet music. But then you get them as backup singers for Meg's song. I won't say I'm in love, which I can't. I, I think this song is what's called an I am song, which is basically mm. like a character just saying what they are or who they yeah. are. And this and this one is more so like her talking about her feelings for Hercules. Because I always forget that she sold her soul to, or yeah, she sold her soul to Hades because of uh, her husband or lover or something. Lover, boyfriend. Yeah. Ditched her. Ditched her. She's been burned. She's been burned before. And Uh, now Hades owns her. (laughs) Now Hades owns her. But so she's, that's why she like, she's no, I'm not in love. Like she doesn't want to admit it. But check the grin, girl, you're in love. You know, like, <laughs> I think that adds a fun, like, as a song, like, oh, I'm falling in love, like we've seen before. Yeah. But like, uh, I'm not in love. No, no, no. Like, that's fun. I have a question that I didn't ask. I was saving for this podcast, by the way. So one last hope, when he be- when Hercules becomes, you know, buff and muscular, mm-hmm. that's a himbo, yes? He's a himbo? Yeah, he's a himbo. Yeah. yeah sure yeah because i mean the idea of a himbo is like not necessarily that they're like not smart but like they kind of like play dumb or can kind of seem yeah. like clumsy but you know they're hot and buff sweet. and sweet yeah. yes um kind of naive i think yeah. it's maybe probably the better word not that they're dumb but more like naive naivete yeah. is sort of yeah and he's yeah, very I, naive i was just watching this i was like oh I mean, obviously, in 1997, we did not have the word himbo, but... (laughs) Disney's first himbo? I don't... Probably not first. Hmm. Well, Gaston. I don't know. Gaston, no. No, he's... He's a fuckboy. Yeah, yeah. Got it. What about Eric? Yeah, I was going to be like, is Eric a himbo? Mm, Well, Mm. in the original 1989 animated movie we don't know enough about eric well we don't know enough enough to call him a a himbo he um didn't know anything about mermaids when he was on a ship yeah so and he's like 30 something years old (laughs) maybe (laughs) his voice actor was 16 i don't know they never say his age yeah i mean all you know is that he's prince eric and he goes under somebody else's spell easily that's yeah. it. Yeah. He doesn't have a he did not roll that wisdom saving throw very well. 
uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I always try hit Eric, pin Derek as like 18. He's not yet gone to college. But this movie, Hercules becomes uh, an 18 year old himbo. He's yeah. an 18 year old himbo, and Meg is 30. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you know what? In ancient Greece, they married their girls off at like 12. So she right. could also be a teenager. She could be whatever age you want her to be. Yeah, which is why typically most Disney characters do not have an age. Hmm. I know oh. BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed was like, this is the age of all the Disney princesses. They made that up. That is not canon. There's well, nothing official saying Snow White is 14. went off of source materials and things like that. The source materials are different, typically. Like Sleeping right. Beauty and Little Mermaid are 15 in their stories, but they're 16 in Disney movies because in modern America 16 is an age where we start to be like okay romance mm. you're kind of an adult yeah yeah you know so it's you're almost there but now like Rapunzel 18 because now like in more recent times we're still like 16 young right so yeah Rapunzel's yeah. 18 so typically they don't have an official age unless it's yeah. important to yeah unless it's relevant to the plot you know because yeah. like I feel like middle hercules in this movie yeah uh he's gotta be young teenager right like 14 yeah i mean does this plot happen in a year that's the thing because he could be this could be he could have been 18 at the beginning but the the fact that you point out that there's a different voice actor yes more time has passed so three voice actors played voice the role of hercules you have john keaton who did young hercules Tate Donovan, who did Himbo Hercules. And then you have Roger Bart, who's doing the singing voice. And now Roger Bart, people may know from the producer's movie, as well as the upcoming uh, Back to the Future musical where he's playing Doc Brown. Fun. Surprise. He did it in the West End. He originated in the West End. And now he's doing it here in New York. Um, Hercules really only has the one song, right? Yes. Yeah, but that's, I think sometimes when we think of them, like in musicals, like the stage musical, the characters will have a lot of songs, but like, like Belle has like two half songs. Well, and Ariel has one song. That's the thing too. If you don't count the reprises in the, the, if you put all the Mm -hmm. gospel truths as one song, there's only like five songs in this movie. Right. Yeah. Which is typical, like a Disney movie usually has like five songs. It's 90 minutes. Right, yeah. which is also surprising because you're, because <laughs> I know I've done this with other Disney movies where I'm like, I thought there would be there were more songs. Mm-hmm. I thought no, you uh, just remember the ones. <laughs> there's like a few big ones. I think the one of the ones with the most songs is like Snow White. Oh, interesting. interesting. Snow White has a ton of songs, and Paisley and Paul are writing new ones for the remake. Oh. Speaking of songs that are designed for a children's choir. Because their their lyrics are very generic. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about the animation for a hot second, and yeah. I don't think I appreciated it when I was a kid, but I know a little bit now about like art history and everything. Mm-hmm. And to me, this looked like they were going for like the ancient Greek style. Very much like the vase style. And they had right. a New Yorker, I think. There's a famous political cartoonist who had a very unique kind of weird style who did the concept art. 
because like looking at meg's hair and her body Mm -hmm. too it's angular as opposed to curvy as like you see in other she does not look like like a jasmine or an esmeralda like she has a very yeah and like also where joints are so like on hercules's knees and i think his chin as well there's a little little spiral yeah buzz light your chin swirl like that (laughs) you know but like do do you hannah do you agree though that it's like hearkening the vibes of uh greek art yeah yeah i could definitely see that like um i think i mean i think they actually have like actual greek art in the um the garden scene right um so they're definitely like greek art and the original uh, yeah yeah um but yeah like whenever he whenever he turns his head like a lot of characters like it's flat like we, when he yes. turns his head like in so luca. it is very much like um yes like in luca luca was the same way where yeah it's kind of kind of like a fish i guess yeah um but yeah that i definitely think that harkens to like the the vase art yeah yeah because i mean they do have the vase and plate art that you see in zero to mm-hmm. hero as like yeah. the yeah. merchandising uh and everything oh yeah that's such a fun number like all the little visual gags the air hercs yeah but like this movie is very angular with their things and like like i said Mm -hmm. that i didn't because now i'm watching it critically for us talking about it on two podcasts everyone yes we're dropping it as much as we can (laughs) to remind you about the not my fantasy podcast uh but i was just like this is so smart because they're obviously doing a greek mythology movie kind of and they were like let's be inspired by the art they're not doing it but they're being they're taking creative liberties not only with the story but with the uh the look of things i like yeah. when they when animated movies do that uh on mommy fancy we've talked about that with like we, the secret of kells uh mm-hmm. as a movie pulling from like uh celtic art and like the book of kells and you know we talked in sleeping beauty another disney film we talk about pulling the art style from like the Book of the Hours and the Unicorn Tapestries and this very specific kind mm-hmm. of medieval art. And I like when Disney, you know, takes that like risk. You know, it's still very much the Disney style, but it's 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 setting a tone for the movie. It's setting a world mm-hmm. for the movie. And, and it's like, animation, so you have that freedom, so why not go for it? And like nowadays they're doing the uh 3d computer animated ones but like for wish but like for wish it looks different than oh because wish incorporates 2d and 3d but it but like it because like i would say moana and kanto frozen those movies all look the same style same style Mm -hmm. at least with wish from what i'm seeing looks very different looks very different but yeah a lot of I mean, it, we're kind of at the point with 3D animation where almost every studio has kind of their style mm-hmm. and they stick with that. And like when they don't fit, like Disney did Strange World, which I said, these characters look like Illumination characters. They have Illumination face. Like that's the studio that does like Despicable Me and the Lorax. Yes. Have those like kind of rubbery faces. And like the like, rounded teeth, right? Like more. Yeah, yeah. like they're just. They they're definitely more cartoony compared to Disney characters, 
which you know are don't look realistic but they're like they have the big eyes and the big head mm-hmm. and they're yeah because in the well in this one they don't they're have... sexier it's i don't i'm trying to think of a word to say it, but they're designed to look more beautiful more attractive mm-hmm. and then illumination characters designed to look more cartoony yeah right. yeah people still tumblr was all about that once though so <laughs> um to keep going with like disney lore and everything so I can't remember where I heard this, but once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, I learned that, or somebody told me that uh, the word evil in Disney is an acronym for every villain in Lime. Oh, I was thinking every villain is Lemons from Spongebob. Oh, no, no, no. So, (laughs) so like, you have, uh, like, if you go back and watch any Disney movie, Lime is involved with the yeah. villain somehow. The color? The color. Yeah. Not yes. the fruit. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The Just double check. Dakota Johnson doesn't like. Yeah. So, so like, <laughs> for example, Scar's eye color is lime. Cruella oh, uh, yeah. DeVille, when she smokes, the smoke itself is lime. Now, I didn't really see this with Hades because mm-hmm. I don't think, because the, Ooh. the, um the river sticks and the souls and everything yeah is it but like i don't know if it was actually lime or just a light green i mean i think so i've heard that a lot of times hercules is actually an exception to this rule because hercules color is orange and meg is purple but a lot of times they you dress your heroes in primary colors and your villains in secondary colors so like your greens and your purples interesting whereas your hero is going to wear like blue or red or you know uh yellow ariel it's the red hair even though she has secondary colors bells and blue and uh, yellow yeah yeah snow white blue and yellow that's interesting because this is the reverse yeah because hades is blue and meg is like purple and so they're both in in secondary colors yeah the the heroes are in secondary colors and the villain is in primary yeah yeah and he gets like red when he gets angry which also i don't know if you noticed this but um all the gods have a glow to them except for him and that kind of bugged me i think oh, it's because he's in the underworld yeah. like yeah. olympus makes them glow and he doesn't he doesn't have the same skincare products down there right but at the end of the movie when uh hercules gets his god like becomes a god basically he starts glowing and he's in the underworld i thought it was like an anti-glow that hades had like a dark glow oh like did you ever see some stained glass windows like of the last supper will put judas in like an anti-halo where like everyone else has like the gold one and then he'll just have like a black halo i wonder who's the bad one yeah i've never seen those actually yeah so hades is like he's the judas are we... From the Lady Gaga song. <laughs> yes, from the Lady Gaga <laughs> That's song. That's where she come from, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, um... that's where the Bible got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this this movie, I I don't know. It, it's it, does, Do you think, though, that this fits the Renaissance period well, this movie? Yes, I think it fits it too well. I think they had developed a formula and were trying to punch in the numbers. But the times when this movie's really fun are like the gospel songs, the things that aren't classic, like we've seen this before in Disney. So 
the risk taking is fun. And I don't want to be like a pretentious film bro who's like, this movie needs to take risks, you know? Because like when they resurrected that formula for like Tangled, I would say that movie is a 90s Disney movie told in a 2010s musical and visual aesthetic. Uh, it works. So the thing is that formula works. You know, it tells an adequate movie. Uh, right. I just think Hercules, I mean, even starting in Pocahontas, that formula started to get staler. Uh, it wasn't firing on all cylinders the way it was for like Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid. I think for me that one of the 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 low points of the movie, and I think this also speaks to what you're saying about the formula not working for it, is that they chose a character who is already very strong and powerful and like they tried to freakify him by having the townspeople be like, oh, you're gross and we don't like you because you're weird and your feet are too big and you knock shit over. But like, we, I don't know, like, I don't think we can really connect with him as much as we could with like Ariel or Aladdin because like we see them as underdogs. We get to know them as underdogs. So I think them choosing this character was already kind of a risk. Um, yeah. And then putting it in a formula that doesn't work for this specific character. Yeah, because he's already, he's an underdog, quote unquote, but like, he's not really. But we're strength not... is a value in our society. It's a classic value. So it's kind of like... Uh, but he doesn't like have to those... gain strength. Yeah. He, he already, already has, has it. it. It's so it's apparent. like in, in those, the fanfics and you know, real, like re- media does this too, where they'll have like, the girl who's like so beautiful but she's clumsy so like everyone hates her and no one sees that she's beautiful because she like has brown hair and wears glasses you know like where it's yes. that kind of <laughs> it's me no she's hot <laughs> you know? and I just took off her glasses yeah like, <laughs> we're, do- yeah. we're doing the thing you that her friend does. <laughs> yeah but that's I th- yeah like that he does he he could you could convince me that being strong makes him an outsider but as i said a bajillion times on that are not my fantasy episode is this movie s- devotes too much of its runtime to the prologue setup and mm-hmm. so we don't get some of those few yeah. extra scenes with hercules that i think we need for the arc that they want him to have yeah because like they're all i think they're also trying to be like oh we're so witty with our references and everything because yeah. there's the 12 trials that mm-hmm. we we talked about on your podcast not my fantasy yeah. everyone and like they incorporate some of that but also like there's a um perseus moment with the gorgon uh i felt the ending with hercules going to save meg felt more like orpheus orpheus yeah orpheus and eurydice yeah no as opposed yeah and i was just like okay and rewatching it this time around knowing now more about mythology and all that and also uh being older and understanding things i was just like oh i can see the flaws in this now Mm -hmm. i can see uh i think they did too much and too little at the same time Mm. yeah Yeah, that's a good way to put it and after and after our conversation on your podcast, I was just like, yeah, I can, I understand that like they 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 do spend too much time 
on younger Hercules and then there's like a weird time jump and we don't know how much time passes between baby and middle and then between middle and himbo we don't know how much yeah. time passes so but we know overall it's 18 years because that's what the fates say right yeah. but yeah yeah it, it, it's yeah it's just i think and that's i think a lot of mythology movies fall in this trap because mythology is this like wide interconnected universe like you i don't like you could do an mcu essentially of mythology like mythology was almost like an mcu kind of thing like back in the day like all these interconnected stories and so to kind of capture its essence it's hard to focus on just one story yes. until that in a way without like the context of like Zeus is always cheating on his wife and Hera is trying to punish them and you know like that's where this monster comes from and this various plot to overthrow Zeus and like there's all this context that you don't necessarily need but you it's hard to parse out like what do you need and what do you not need and then people fill often fill in that gaps that gap with like Christian imagery that people can connect with of like sky good underworld bad like son of god is hero ascending to godhood you know like mm-hmm. that like we fill in those we fill in those gaps uh and i think that that's why i've yet to see a mythology based movie where i'm like yep wow uh oh, whereas oh. fairy tales are easier because they're a contained story mm-hmm. referencing tropes that you'll see in other stories but they're not in a shared universe and not, <laughs> unless you're on the show once upon a time Although, <laughs> would you show this to a kid, the the target audience? Yeah. Let's say like a seven to twelve year old, yeah, maybe six, and then be like, okay, if you're interested in Greek mythology, we can talk more about this, and they use this as like a stepping stone for that. Yeah, I think I definitely like. I think like a like a eight like seven eight yeah this is a great window the problem is then to take them onto greek mythology is there's there's a lot in there and you know uh that's where i got my sex education uh (laughs) so that's where i'm kind of like well maybe i want to wait till they're a little older um right yeah what about Uh, you hannah i and i actually wonder if like showing them this movie and then they go to read the Hercules story and they'd be like, this isn't like the movie at all, where that would be like confusing to them. So, yeah, I think like them being older might be an easier sell because they might be like, oh, well, this isn't like the movie at all. Then I'm not interested. Or, yeah. oh, it's not like the movie at all. I'm more interested now because it's something different. I didn't know. Yeah. So it's kind of either way. But, yeah, no. I feel like it'd be... It's a, I think it's an interesting window into that world, but I don't know if it would always translate to being interested. Because, I mean, I wonder the same thing with, like, if, like, Tangled to Rapunzel or Frozen to the Snow Queen. Like, uh, Disney adaptations have got have gotten to the point where they're so loosely based on their source material. Right. That, that it's, like... There's a word for it, disnified. Dis- <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, even, like, Little Mermaid is disnified, but it's still... it's mainly the ending that's changed like the story hits a lot of the same beats yes uh but like i think as as time goes on that it gets just further and further and now i think they're kind of moved away from adaptation 
yeah yeah and creating original stuff or yeah because like Encanto isn't based in Moana aren't based off of actual figures but they have it's like a melting pot of things where they're like oh (laughs) you were gonna combine all these different stories and cultural references and things like that and we're gonna create an original and I mean that adaptational journey has I mean has been since the beginning I think Sleeping Beauty is the first one where it really drastically deviates uh from source material uh and so that's it's a long journey but Hercules is definitely a high point in we're taking the vague concept of what people know people know son of Zeus he's strong he fights monsters Hercules let's go you know <laughs> yeah. just like Rapunzel blonde girl tower long hair that's what people know let's go you know and yeah. I feel like they were also riding on the Hercules train because the tv show I think was out at the same time yeah and that i'm pretty sure that's a very loose adaptation that just rolls in a bunch of stuff and there's xena warrior princess oh yeah which that's an original character question mark yes okay i think think so yeah yeah because with this movie i thought meg was an original i didn't realize it was one of his wives his first wife his first um but pain and panic are original Uh, well there's features uh because there's i think there's because there's panic and fear phobos and deimos i think because there's the their children of aries mm-hmm. yeah. but the creatures themselves and the yeah. idea of them being these little creatures and minions is that's, a yeah that's creation a yeah yeah okay because yeah. because i don't know what they are and it bothers me because yeah. they they can transform They're demons i guess that's the they're little devils Right, but like, I don't know of demons in Greek mythology, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so is yeah. that Christianity being superimposed onto yeah. this story again? Pain and Panic sided with Lucifer, sided with Lucifer, they did not like God, and then they <laughs> ended up, he they were a mess, he pawned them off to Hades. But Pain and Panic were once angels uh, made to serve. Okay, we're talking yeah. Lucifer now. Welcome yeah. to Religion Talk, everyone. Yeah, Religion, religion One Hundred One. That's a so one a running bit on my podcast. Uh, our podcast is like this. I I just have like weird head cannons. I talk about most figures like they are real that we discuss, and so one of them is that Maleficent is homophobic, uh, and oh. then, but the devil is gay. But it's not like because he likes men; it's because he hates women. Okay, he's a mask for mask gay. LeFou. <laughs> The is. devil, not Lucifer. Devil. They're they're the they they're the same. Well, they I know are... there's there's debate about that. They're two different figures, okay. but in modern pop culture and in this weird head canon, they're the same. One <laughs> of these days, I think you and I need to talk about religion because we've got I got some theories and I've worked on some shows about about Christianity and we're gonna yeah. have some fun. I but think, yeah, just uh, is there women. any? <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? We haven't talked about A Star is Born. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. A Star is Born. That is... Mo- okay, that song puts me in such a good mood. And even if someone doesn't really like this movie, that like when it ends, I'm like, I'm happy. <laughs> like it ends me, it ends with that serotonin hit. And I'm like, great. It's it starts with the I mean, 
I like this that it's it it's bookended by the muses and their genre and the vase and the vase and the and it's like listen vase <laughs> listen you're in for entertainment because that's at the end yeah. of the day that's what this is it's entertainment yes it's, mm-hmm. I know I know we've spent two podcasts and x number of hours talking about it in like detail and everything yeah. but like i'm always entertained watching this movie if i don't think too hard about it <laughs> yeah i when this song came on my boyfriend was like trying to like get me to move on the couch and like dance because he was like dancing to it and i was already in the process of trying to deconstruct what i had watched <laughs> and trying to figure it out that i was like oh there's a song happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i just love you know in the darkest hour within your heart's the power for making you a hero too but then there's some lyrics that are like his rising star is capricorn i think <laughs> like you're just trying to find something that run with forlorn yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's a or, capricorn or like throw in be like hey look another another creek easter egg oh. <laughs> yes yeah. yeah but i'm not gonna lie i know we've dissected we've Mm -hmm. delved into it we've talked about it but like i think for me this is just a hit of nostalgia and it's just enough of entertainment that i'm like like i was in like the best mood after watching this um i don't know if you guys were i mean this movie doesn't like make me angry (laughs) you know i think it's entertaining i think if it was longer it might. It's not the Beauty and the Beast remake. No, okay? exactly. That made me very that angry. Made me yes. Angry. This is like and I don't even like really much the original right, animation yeah, the same one, way I and do, I was but... upset. But like this one is, it's fun. It's ninety minutes. I it makes me think because I think about why is this story not working? Why blah blah blah. blah. But I'm not like wow horrendous. Hate that. It's not Pinocchio, a true story. And I feel like it's not like offensive like there's yeah. not a lot that i can be like uh no like that's that's a no-no we don't want that like i don't i didn't feel yeah, that Hercules way is a not toxic king yeah and even i would say like hades it was very chill uh obviously like phil the satyr could have been way worse but it was like yeah. oh if you know anything about satyrs you understand this is a correct depiction and it's not yeah. just like him being pervy for no reason yeah, I, they, they, so they, like, they got that. Yeah, so I feel like it's it's fine. You know, it, it was fun. Yeah, I guess like my to damn it with faint praise is it's like to me it's mid. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like an iconic Disney movie to me, but I get why people like it. I'm not like this movie is so bad. How could you enjoy it? Like, right, right. Especially I because mean, the music is so fun. And and you know, in the Renaissance period, like you've got all these bangers yeah and you're like you all can't be my favorite you all can't be my favorite you all can't but, be number one like somebody has to be number seven <laughs> you know, yeah. we we talked about alan menken's work in disenchanted and yes. we talked about how you know it was fine but like the none of those songs hold a candle to zero to hero i won't say i'm in love oh, a star no, no, is no. born yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at least at least these are memorable songs that probably have been played on Disney radio or Radio Disney, I should say. I, I named a fanfic chapter Zero to Hero because they so were each chapter was a different Disney song. Chapter six was Zero to Hero. Wow. 
Uh, all right, let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? Yes. Yes. Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. I had a little trouble finding flats. I'm not going to lie. And I know I keep harping, but like, it is a nostalgia hit for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I want to start with flats just because I just want to get them out of the way. And okay. for me, I have one kind of serious flat and one silly flat. So my kind of serious flat, I get it. It was a joke, but like, it was weird in One Last Hope when the gong happened. There was like a Asian gong yeah. hit. Oh yeah. And I was just like, and, and, especially now where we're in a conversation about things that are racially sensitive or everything. And I'm like, we're in a movie that's set in Greece. Like I get, we're doing a karate kid as a reference for this montage, but like, did we need the gong? Like, did we we need that? Um, So that's my serious one. And then my kind of silly one is that I'm flatting the fact that there weren't enough of the muses happening. Like we didn't, (laughs) they they weren't the story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of all the spinoffs, why not use the movie? Oh my, or like a short. I'll take, I'll yeah. take like a yeah. 25 to 30 minute short on just them wailing and singing about Greek life. They sang a song about Minnie Mouse in uh, House of Mouse. I hear for it. I've never yeah. seen that, but I'm here for I it. I remember that Minnie, they were like in the vault. They were literally in the Disney vault and like Minnie was like looking for Minnie and they like sang a song about it. Like I yeah. love... I love how they utilize them in I won't say I'm in love. Oh like, yeah. That mm-hmm. it, it is so smart. Cause That's you're just a fun sequence. Right. You're melding again the their like other beings. And like, correct me if I'm wrong, Cullen, you may know this, but muses, they're supposed to be invisible, right? In the story or just in life? In life. They're goddesses, so they can be invisible or visible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because at least in this one, it seemed like they were on their own plane, except for mm-hmm. that number. Right. I feel like they're kind of flit in and out because at the end, Hermes is like, take it away. So they're on Olympus. Like, oh, oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's weird because like you have them in the museum and everything and they're on their own little thing. Yeah. Uh, but then they enter own... the world of the story on Earth. Yes. Yeah. I think number. that's probably the key. Part. yeah they're i mean they're goddesses they can they're like in her head maybe or they're trying to inspire her yeah inspire yeah. her I did there. love yeah Ooh. Ooh. um okay flats Ooh. hannah you go first with your flats okay so i only have the two and one of them we've already talked about the plot sort of being kind of anemic in the sense that we don't get enough with hercules that at least for me personally that i can relate to him um, so that I don't care, it's just, I don't care enough. Um, and then flat for pain and panic. Don't understand them. I don't think they're funny. <laughs> they're a no for me, dog. <laughs> All right. Colin, what about you? What are your flats? I mean, I wrote like the story and like Hercules' arc. I think uh, that needs to be work worked on. Uh, and then the other flat is the Christianization of the world. See, I didn't even pick up on that until this conversation really mm-hmm. you know with pain and panic being demons yeah 
you know, it's just sometimes it, it, I get it, but because it, it, it's easy, but then it starts to feel lazy. I'm like, mm. why go to this magical new reality if you're just going to keep pulling from what is familiar? Right, because in a land, in a in a world that you uh, have, you know, you have a Pegasus, you have a Centaur, you have yeah. Gorgons, you have a Hydra, not a Centaur. What is the... River? Well, we have a Centaur and we have a Satyr. You have a satyr. It's a satyr, yeah. You got a hydra. You have all these other things and like pain and panic. That's why I'm so confused by what they actually are. I get it that they're demons. Yes, I got it. Yeah. But like, but you have a world. plethora of options to turn these creatures into something from the mythology that we know. Yeah. You'd yes. be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because even yeah. if you look at like a Chronicles of Narnia, a very Christian story featuring centaurs and stuff. The villain isn't just a demon. It's a white lady fascist witch, mm. you know, and her army of monsters, you know, which it, I mean, it's not like it's groundbreaking. Like it's just oogie boogie bad guys. But like it is like it isn't you don't always just have to borrow that imagery. I think it worked really well in Sleeping Beauty with Maleficent. Right. Uh, and and like, I think it worked with the Titans as well, because like, sure. yeah, you're trying to differentiate the old gods with the they're primordial. Gods. They're just like kind of elementals and less of like, you know, we have Athena and Aphrodite and Apollo being like these kind of like colorful. Would it work if Pain and Panic were like Cyclopses? or something like little cyclopses or something or like some other yeah. thing and like i mean obviously they'll have to be renamed and everything but like if they were like little skittish other creatures it could just be minor gods too because in the underworld with thanatos god of death morpheus the god of sleep and dream mm. there's nyx night mm. like there's a lot of deities that hung out there so like yeah and you could have yeah, the yeah persephone there's yeah, you can turn them into like you... squirrely little shits if you wanted to there's a right. on olympus there's a girl with a flower head and there's people like is that persephone is that hebe who is that oh and where is artemis why is she not more prominently shown <laughs> yes i have to um, speak for the artemis stands. <laughs> uh and surprisingly I don't have that many sharps. As somebody who, like I said, I love this movie. First, I want a sharp. I know we talked about, and we have differing opinions, but I really did like the design of this movie. I want to sharp that. Like, I love how the characters are based off of Greek art and uh, the locations. Like, Mount Olympus, Colin has it as a background. And if you can send me that picture so I can post it on the socials. <laughs> like, when you establish Mount Olympus, it looks like a painting. Mm-hmm. the cotton candy yeah world. <laughs> yes it it looks fantastical and so with the inevitable live action remake that's going to happen um i am oh. not looking forward to that oh i hope they good. don't do what they did to triton's kingdom to mount olympus oh yeah they didn't have enough dicks in triton's kingdom what uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i also want to sharp the character meg she is a, a strong character and she's very a little different than what disney has in oh movie. yeah she's very unique yeah yes uh she's sarcastic like we i i think she's the first sarcastic character if i could say that I mean, yeah, in that sense, I can't think of, especially a female lead, 
that really yeah. like Jasmine would be kind of like roasty and playful, but yeah, right, nothing but like, to that level. Meg is throughout yeah. sarcastic, and I'm not sure if that's because it is the 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 great Susan Egan's voice doing it, <laughs> but love she. Her. She's got yeah, and then uh, my last sharp is for the muses. Like, I love them. Mm, I love them. Iconic. Um, okay, continue with the pattern, Hannah. Sharps. Um. So I would like to sharp Meg as well, but specifically for initiating the date. I thought that was very wonderful of her because I don't think he was gonna do that. Um, yeah. Interesting. And yeah, That's I also too. Yeah, that's another thing. Like we also talked about on Not My Fantasy podcast, where you can listen to part two of this interview. Um, is that or like, one, however we want to look at <laughs> it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh and then so she like is very much a product of um the very 90s girl power type of feminism, where it's very overtly like, I'm a damsel, I'm in distress, but I've got this. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think it's, I mean, it, obviously she is, people are standing on the shoulders of Meg, you know, new yeah. characters now for sure. Um, but it was just like so crazy to see that. But I did love the detail of like, she's like, let's go, let's go have fun. Yeah. And yeah, I just love that. Um, and then my other sharp is that I really enjoyed Rip Torn's performance as Zeus because I could not believe it was him. And I thought that was such a weird choice, but I loved it. I love how doofy he looks as a statue. So oh, he looks doofy in grin. general. His he eyes doofy kind in general, of yes, but like what, different directions, and he's like, ah. When you take away, okay, so when you take away all the color, though, and you have just a blank slate, yeah. you're like, oh, you're like a goofy character. Which, by the way, I want to point a contention for that as well. Um, the statues in the Greek period were painted. It's just that over yeah. time, the paint eroded. So that's why they're marble. They're white marble now. So Disney. Inaccurate. You're inaccurate. inaccurate. I mean, we'll add it to the, the list. The re- Didn't do enough research. The not, the showing them as white marble is like also kind of a white supremacist thing. I'm not saying Disney was actively doing that to be white supremacist. That's like a stereotype that's so ingrained what? in how we view the culture. Like, I don't think Disney was purposely doing that. But part of that was because they wanted to establish the Greeks and Romans as specifically white. And the reality is they like weren't. It was a very like multi-ethnic society. Uh, we talk a little bit about that in our Gods of Egypt episode of Not My Fantasy of how the concept race is much more fluid in that uh old and ancient world but uh yeah they were painted. and you would and you would think like they're outside all the time like we yeah. did, they didn't have they didn't have sunscreen they, ha- they didn't have sunscreen they were laborers who would be outside constantly they loved to be naked and yeah. they were naked all they're the time naked. honestly even medieval christian art you'll see a bigger diversity of skin tones until you start to get post-colonial and then the whiteness becomes a lot more pronounced like see there it's white yeah i didn't notice that until i was at the getty with my husband and he was like everyone's really white now interesting yeah yeah you're right it's just that because art over time fade the colors fade and everything and like um i think literally the grecian statues like it chipped off yeah mm, exactly it chipped off because they're, they're, they're 
like 2000 plus years old there's a there's so long before the release of chicken little and there is this uh this funny bit in uh her in this movie when they're on the date where he skips a rock and it hits uh-huh. this statue and the arms come off the venus de milo, the venus de milo yeah. and they're like yeah. oh it's better this way layered which layered. that won't make sense unless you listen to the not my fantasy podcast episode <laughs> uh colin what are your sharps my sharps i put similar to what i put the score like in the songs yes that's so fun i put the look i like it's a unique look and i put meg <laughs> i was like she's really fun uh she's an interesting character uh and it's you know because she's just the love interest type like not just but like she's not the protagonist of the movie but they did a lot to make her really stand out see and okay so we on both podcasts we've been complaining about hercules the character yeah because he's but i feel like they got it right with meg they fleshed her out enough and that's why yeah. we all sharped her well we have a very specific reason why we can relate to her she was jilted by a lover like even if you haven't specifically had the experience you have felt jilted yeah have you felt too strong and just knocking shit well, over it's not, no. it's not it's not just that though but like i know he goes on the hero's journey and has to sacrifice things yeah. but like she really goes on a journey because like you you meet her and she's at like sarcasm overload yeah. you know she's guarded and everything and then she has that whole she song. has the i am yeah. song you know I, I i'm feeling this way and i shouldn't be feeling this way so although yes jilted is one thing but like also like the fact that she has like an emotional response to things and he doesn't as much yeah he has the big betrayal when he feels like she betrayed him right and then you get like the lovey-dovey-ness but like other than that he's just like a himbo (laughs) would you say he becomes aloof once he finds out he's actually a god he doesn't there isn't i've heard this before there isn't a lot of compassion for the general populace just from the movie's perspective or from hercules's perspective yeah because he's not doing these things because he cares he's doing it because he wants to be a hero and be a god which in a way fits greek mythology heroes who didn't do it like they weren't like superman where they did it for you know the love of just right but this is also a disney movie i think it's such a strange choice for disney to do this yeah and put it into this formula i think i think mm. it because it it's it seems like an obvious choice okay we need we want to do a male-centric story okay well, like what are the big ones okay jack and the beanstalk nah okay hercules okay but then when you get into the details of the story it's hard to adapt i mean i keep bringing up sleeping beauty but you know when you look at like they basically were like okay we did snow white what other fairy tales are there Oh, Cinderella did really well. Let's do another one. Sleeping Beauty is harder to adapt as a story. It doesn't right. have an easy structure. So it's, uh, that's why Snow Queen and Frozen are like in two entirely different concepts because yes. the Snow Queen is a hard story to adapt. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of the Brothers Grimm stories are hard to adapt. I mean, Snow White really, it was easy and, you know, it had that, you're right. Beats like some of them do, but a lot are hard like how would you do a little red riding hood as a feature-length film or even hansel and gretel you know uh rapunzel was hard they changed they changed that a lot hmm. uh, i would like to see the little matchstick girl they <laughs> did, i think disney does have a little matchstick girl 
Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, it's like they a, a little short. animated short. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think it's so. depressing, like the story. That movie, yeah. that book, that story is so depressing. Yeah. Um, oh, good old Hans. Dead children. Bisexual disaster. Oh, my God. Uh, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? I think I'm going to say the ones that we're all going to say. I wrote Go the Distance, Zero to Hero, and I won't say I'm in love. I have Zero to Hero, A Star is Born, I won't say I'm in love. Mm. Okay, I have Go the Distance, and I won't say I'm in love. Okay. So we have the same variation. We all have I won't say I'm in love. Yeah. 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 Again, what what was it? Uh, one less hope. Yeah, didn't make it on the list. One Sorry, list. and and like and like for me though, God, the gospel truth goes with the move story. It's it, great. Yeah. It's a great, great song. It serves like, its function, but it's not a playlist banger. Yeah, it's yeah. not like I'm gonna. I mean, maybe part one, the first part. Yeah, I would probably like throw it on if like you know whatever if it's on a playlist yeah. for traveling yeah or something, but like i i'm not gonna i think it's like daughters I... of triton in the little mermaid it serves yes. its function in the story but i'm not like daughters of triton ah, karaoke <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean the other the three that i listed is the ones that i probably would like really listen yeah. to and seek yeah. out to listen to it the other one the 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 gospel truth and i'm sorry a star is born like i don't I don't think I will. I would listen to them, but I don't think I will seek them out. And that's mm. how I treated it with this. Yeah. Around. Same. Yeah. No offense, Colin. It's <laughs> and okay. to it's okay. Alan and to, and to Alan Menken and Alan can dry his tears with those dollar bills of that very lucrative career. He's yes, had. the one dollar yeah, bills <laughs> with a with that gallivant money. Oh God. <laughs> On that note, we're done with the episode. I know, uh, with our Megasode double feature. Megasode, Science yes. fiction double feature. So, Colin and Hannah, what do you have to plug or promote? I We've if, said it thousands of times throughout this episode. but If this you want time. to hear us talk about the word Hercusy, you should check out our episode <laughs> on Not My Fantasy. We are on YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts check us out yeah, yeah you get you to can... see see our faces on youtube mm-hmm. uh. yeah and you can also uh follow us for memes and stuff we are on instagram and tiktok at not my fantasy pod if you uh listen to that episode of not my fantasy you will hear us kind of pitch on how we can tweak this movie because like i have to say the bare bones is there yeah yeah this. there's that's the thing this movie isn't just like oh this is a mistake this is bad like there's potential here yes mm-hmm. it's just that this product is not i guess what we were hoping and expecting so if yeah. you uh if you have a pitch to tweak this mm-hmm. movie you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at buttersongpod which muse song did you like did you do you agree did you love i won't say i'm in love uh and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation well we're doing another second chance theater episode everyone and it's going to be the wedding singer oh yeah i love that movie so much yeah i'm not the guest though you're not the (laughs) guest unfortunately (laughs) uh but helen and hannah thank you so much for coming back on and 
doing this crossover event yeah thank you for agreeing to being being on i think i was when we did disenchanted i was like is there any movie like kind of in our genre you want to talk about you're like hercules and i was like all right all right and we can we can make this work we're gonna we can do a mythology month and we can we can talk more about another crossover maybe if you want to do it yeah i need to go through your podcast stography you've covered and so see what much, you've honestly. done and what you haven't done and see if i can find something or maybe i'll find a second chance a second that i'm chance. gonna come on for because uh yes i got we went, opinions we got opinions that's why we're podcasters everyone <laughs> yeah. um, but thank you for listening and bye for now everyone bye special thanks to justin johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to nick bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast and thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast bye again everyone and have a musical day